You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following an embarrassing effort all around. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller and Laleem's Martian. And from the refs to the players to everybody not named Anton Forsberg, I think you can say this one could have gone better. Pilsy, what was your initial reaction while throughout watching this gong show unfold? I mean, this was just absolutely wild. This game got completely out of control. And yeah, we don't talk about the rest on the show, but they were a main part of this story because I think all we have to do, uh, Ross and Martian, is just ask Austin Watson of how he think the officiating <laughs> went tonight. And you get a pretty quick, clear answer on how he thinks this went. Nine power plays they gave up, boy. <laughs> And obviously Florida goes two for nine on those power plays, but it all, I mean, it all started, I think with, with that Brandstrom uh, double minor high stick and kind of careless flipping his stick behind him and catching whoever in the face there. And from there it was just a parade to the box all night, especially in that third period. Holy smokes. Like it was tough to watch to be honest at times. Thing is they had so many shorthanded breaks. I counted three just for Connor Brown alongside, I mean, Formanton was buzzing around shorthanded. Like, Nick Holden played almost 10 minutes on the PK tonight. So they were clearly shorthanded a while, but they didn't lose the game because of the refs. They didn't have it at all tonight. TSN broadcast pointing out at the end, this is their third worst shot differential in franchise history. And you might remember the first. Somehow they brought that game to overtime. Remember where Craig Anderson had to stand on his head in Vegas? Remember that was the game where Noodles looked like he was – he was out the night before. Remember, there was all the smoke coming in front. I don't know from <laughs> yeah. the broadcast. I remember they used that. that. They used that, that on funny. overdrive. That game was absolutely insane. I think they got out shot like 50 to 15 or 20 in that one. Well, tonight, it was no better in South Florida. And poor Rudy. Our boy Rudy O'Hearn goes yeah. to an away game, and that's the performance that he gets Ottawa with 18 shots on goal, and they give up 48 Martian, I just got to ask you this. How the hell was this a one-goal game going into the third period? One guy is the answer, and that's Anton (laughs) Forsberg. He made 45 saves. He was standing on his head. We might get a first-round pick for this guy at the deadline if they end up trading him at this point. Like, the way he was playing tonight, that was phenomenal. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Got to be frustrating for for Florida shooting that many times, especially in the first period with the 25 shots in the first period and only coming away with one goal. I mean, they must have been going to the dressing room and be like, who the hell is this Anton Forsberg guy and why can't we beat him? Uh, Well, Ottawa had something to say about that because they decided to take, you know, even more penalties and and gave them all the chances they needed to to get, like, you know, three three goals on. So, I I mean, any other night probably – the, the Sens come away with the win there the way Forsberg is playing. But when you're when you're in the box half the game, that's what's going to happen to you. Nick Holden actually played more than 10 minutes. Yeah, more than 10. 10 minutes and 45 seconds. And as Pilsy would say, Nikita Zaitsev played under 10 minutes shorthanded as well. 9.59 for Nikita <laughs> Zaitsev shorthanded. But, man, this one, it got away right at the beginning, right? Ottawa had a couple of good shifts, but still you're seeing that shot clock set at zero. The shots were 11 nothing at one point. For Florida, Ottawa went two separate occasions with 10-plus minutes in this yep. game without getting a single shot on goal. And Bobrovsky actually had to make a couple of good saves, but I think that they were looking harder than they were based on the fact that he was going so long between shots. At that point, you're just trying to stay. But as everyone is mentioning in the chat, when this one turned into a Junior B game 
at <laughs> at the Jim Poplinski Arena, Junior A, I should say, with the Ottawa Junior Senators there. That type of hockey. And there's only nine guys left on the bench by the end of it. <laughs> at what point did you think this one was out of hand? Was it when Kelly got kicked out? When Brady gave the little howdy-do on uh, Patrick Hornfist that started that brawl where the caveman Radko Gudis thought he would climb on top of Austin Watson? Or was it after Josh Brown stood up Ryan Lomberg and then ended up going do do backwards fighting him? When, when did you think this one was officially out of hand? I mean, there's there's a lot of moments. Like, also, like, there's more hits. Ennis absolutely flattening Montour. And, guys, I looked at the size differential there. Ennis is listed at 5'9", 160. Montour is 6 feet, two, uh, 200. So he's got 3 inches and 40 pounds on him. And Ennis lays him out. And then, yeah, Martian, you clipped the one uh, Brandon Montour backwards hit on, uh, I think it was Kelly. That was a big moment too. But to answer your question, Ross, I think this really got out of hand when Parker Kelly was tossed out of this game. Like, what mm-hmm. happened there? There's he's just skating by him, and sure, he's kind of like aggressively stalking Montour. Like he's obviously on a mission to oh, piss yeah. him off or fight him. So yeah, there's something fishy going on there. But a game misconduct, like where does that come from? And then so that big kind of scrum with Brady Kachuk jumping on Hornfit doesn't happen too much after because I think the Sens are just like, well, if that's how you're treating us, then we're going to try to take this into our own hands here because this is just absolutely ridiculous. And to, to continue on the speculation that Brady Kachuk is suffering from a left hand injury. Did you see how he went in on Hornfist? He had his left hand tucked on his side oh. and he ripped him down with just his right hand. So yeah. this guy, I mean, he's battling, but there's clearly something he's been going through now for the better part of a couple months. And I know you would never be able to convince him to stay out of the lineup, but at some point the team has to consider the benefits of shutting him down for a little bit, don't they? I mean, I guess so. If it's really something that's bothering him, which, I mean, from our point of view, it seems like there's pretty clearly something going on there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but I said in the last time you brought this up too, it's him you got to convince to keep out. He's the captain of the team, and he's the one who wants to be there to to keep them in the fight in games like this. Honestly, if they could have – so Josh Norris had that that attempt on the power play where he kind of opened that. That could have been an easy one. Those Connor Brown chances – which, by the way, he, he created all by himself, so I'm not going to give him a hard time yep. for missing on those. I mean, but the, all those breakaways, I mean, he had three of them on shorthanded breakaways. He could have scored on any one of those. I mean, the Sens had opportunities to keep themselves in the game. I think a lot of it had to do with the way, like, you know, Brady was playing physical. There was a ton of guys. Sanford was getting into it, even Ennis. So, I, like, that physicality, it, I think it, it helped keep them engaged. But, I mean, once things started pouring over and boiling over the way they did with – uh, I don't know what Parker Kelly said there, by the way, either. What like, could he, if he had said that's an immediate toss-out? Like, damn. He must have said something that's like, okay, we're coming after you guys tonight. We're like, we're going to do something here because otherwise, the only reason the ref would kick him out is is because, you know, he's escalating things when they're they're seemingly getting out of hand. I mean, the refs lost, lost the plot way before that. Yeah, yeah I, well, definitely the refs lost it, but I think that's when the Sens were like, "This is enough." Like we're we're going outside the rule book here because the rule book's not protecting us, or it's it. been completely tipped in Tampa's favor. Like also that cross-checking penalty on Formanton, I forget when that was, but Noodles even commented on it too. Like that was just weak. Like it just looked like the refs were trying to tip things over in Florida's advantage uh, because there were some brutal calls out there. 
Good thing we don't talk about the refs on this show, because if we did, tonight would be an absolute shit show on the postcast. We appreciate everyone in the postcast after each and every Ottawa Senators game live. And if you miss it live, if you're listening to this in your car on the way to work the next morning, you can always find the replay in full while you're listening to it right now. Or you're tuned in on our YouTube page. We'd appreciate it if you mix in a subscription while you're here so the ottawa senators this kind of shows just defensively how porous they were friend of the show mike kelly great work analytics talking in normal tongue we appreciate him but we don't love this stat he just tweets out that the panthers 32 shots from the slot tonight yeah, oh my God. is the first team to hit 30 this season anton forsberg stopped 29 of them the most by a goalie this season the the only other one to have more than 26 or 25 is Igor Shosturkin at 26 saves in one game in the slot. Forsberg beats it by three tonight. Clearly the only thing between this potentially getting as bad as Ottawa kicked the crap out of Florida yeah. in Florida. And the last time they were there, they won by six goals. It could have easily been that the other way tonight if it mm-hmm. weren't for the brilliance of Anton Forsberg. So you know what, boys? I'm feeling selfish tonight. Good luck to you both. I'm taking Anton Forsberg as my Sen Central standout. Martian, I'll, I'll let you go next. I'll let you go next. Okay, well, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I can't remember if I actually already just touched on this. Con- so Connor Brown's going to be my guy. Even though he wasn't able to um, capitalize on any of those chances that he had, I thought that he was probably one of the only guys out there who was actually creating things for himself. So, um, And for the team, I, I mean, he created three-on-one. He had multiple breakaways. Uh I don't know how many shots on goal he had. I didn't check. His ice time was probably around 20 minutes as usual. Four shots on goal, Martian. Oh. Team high. Oh, yeah. So team high. And I'm sure he was out there for most of that penalty kill as well. Probably, you know, close to 10 minutes on the penalty kill himself. 9-12. Well. well, good guess by me because that's pretty good. Um, so Connor Brown's an easy choice as, as the second standout. Pilsy, I have no idea what way you're going to lean, buddy, because that's, that's scraps coming your way. Yeah, not gonna lie, that was my guy. So I was hoping you'd uh, swing and a miss over him, but I should have should have guessed Martian be all on that. So I'm gonna go with Nick Holden, and we already mentioned it. Like 10:45, shorthanded, he uh, <laughs> led this team in ice time with 22 minutes 19 seconds. So that's probably a first where Nick Holden leads the team in ice time. And look, he he finished not a, a dash at all, like Shabbat and Brown are dash one on defense, and. He gets a clean number there, so you got to respect that. And I thought he did a good job. <laughs> I was going to say clearing uh, the slot, but obviously that's not the case. <laughs> but I, I mean more so not allowing, if Forsberg did have a rebound, not allowing any of that to be too big of a problem uh, for the most part. Obviously, Florida's, the floodgates were going to burst eventually, but I thought Nick Holden did a pretty good job considering the circumstances. Am I the only one who's a lot poorer than I was before the Senators <laughs> went to Florida? No. No, you're not. Yeah. Why do we keep, I love why do we keep betting on them? Holy. We're not I'm, I'm betting proud. on the team. We're betting on the number. That's uh, anytime you can dangle up over plus 300 odds on a money line. It's hard to let that. Dude, sit the most there, embarrassing, boys. the most embarrassing one for me is me saying, oh yeah, Josh Norris coming back into the lineup. Definitely going to go over 2.5 shots. <laughs> Guy didn't have a single shot basically the entire game until the third period. That one power play, he got two quick ones, bang, bang. I'm like, okay, we're right back into here. And then he disappeared. For the, it, he threw the invisibility cloak on there like Harry yeah. Potter in the freaking Chamber of Secrets. 
Man, and, uh, I, I give I give that three and a half stars. It it should have been a Star Wars reference based on the, yeah, the situation in it, Florida. How about Buddy was just absolutely waffled in one right behind the Sens bench at the end of the day. I love Noodle's line. He's like, he thinks that's a door. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed to get that. I needed to get that fatty off my screen. I was sick of looking at him wobbling around <laughs> out there. It was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, it was a disgusting game all around for the Ottawa Senators. They they lose three nothing. They hey. We dominated in PIMS. 55 to 23 in penalty minutes. Nine power plays given up. They spent the 20 minutes of that game shorthanded. Yeah. yeah. Would you say? Or just shy of it. Well, because they had the, the double minor for Branstrom plus, you know, the eight other minor penalties that they took. And then they, I think, you know, whatever, they scored on a couple of them. So it probably knocked a couple minutes off there. But like, holy shit, boys. Our boy uh, Sugar Ray Emery just got back from Disney on Ice at the Canadian Tire Center. <laughs> what, what do you think the better? What do you think had more entertainment value tonight? Which one? Honestly, geez. Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Yeah, it's it's, it's Disney on Ice. I would have traded spots with him a second clip in that garbage. <laughs> Although to be fair, I love a good gong show that gets it that gets out of hand at the end of of a game, Pillsy. When you get the the refs just letting it go. So let's play. Let's play lip reader. What 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 do you think Austin Watson was was getting at there? It almost sounded like he's like I heard you like like the ref said something, and we know with with Watson's past, you wonder if that's something that could have set him off. I mean, at that point, yeah, me and again, pure speculation. You don't want to assume yeah. that, but I've never seen Watson's wires cross like that before. That is heavy yeah. speculation, there, Ross. Uh, but yeah. the only the only other thing that I could maybe think of is maybe a little Tim Peel action there, a little uh, game. Yeah, that's management. what I was thinking of too. Yep, and something like that. Maybe Watson heard something like that. I didn't see him say I heard that, but I did see a lot of like F you and F you, not <laughs> F you. You know, yeah, he was pretty specifically who he was targeting there for sure. And I don't think it was yeah. a player, and obviously Gudis kind of like linebacker tackled him and jumped over top of him which you don't love but i think it was directed at the ref no it for, oh, yeah. i think 100 percent it was at the ref yeah. and I, I thought at one point he said like this is on you like that's on you like almost like you know you let this game get out of right. hand and i mean his jersey's covered in blood so he's like this injury <laughs> is on you because you didn't let us have a fair shot that's the one thing the senators had how many fighting major penalties but didn't get like a solid scrap in like Longberg. Josh Brown was ready to leave that situation. Longberg comes at him from behind and gets like five free punches in while Josh Brown's turned around. Like and then Josh Brown, garbage. then Brown turns and he's ready to go. Yeah, and then hey, the rest of it. Hey, he, he got one extra pop in there at the he, end. He though. did. Like, hey. well, he one too because his beak was bloody. Yeah. There, I don't know if you noticed that, but it takes a lot to set off Brownie like that. Like he's a very calm cool collected guy that was the, that was the best interference hit ever like the puck is Most. nowhere near like that is just clearly a big f you to lomberg and he might have yeah, deserved it if yeah, there's but, one guy that's earned it you know what that's a pretty unlikable florida panthers team they were a lot more fun to watch when they were losing eight two i gotta say mm. yeah hornquist is a prick eh like he yeah. was doing oh, that last yeah. game too but he was whining like a baby because the Sens were winning but this yeah. time he kind of got the edge on us there i think Speaking Him, of pricks Goot. too, uh, Sanford, he's a guy that he pisses people off so well. Like it's almost good. every game, there's multiple players that are just losing their mind over Zach Sanford. So you got to love that. And the Hornfist too, 
it was kind of funny. Horkfist and Shabbat when they were talking at the box, and Horkfist is just like he's just looking at Shabbat, like shaking his head. And I think Shabbat's trying to trying to tell him, like, look, this is getting out of hand here. That's not yep. Shabbat's kind of game. He's, he's no. doesn't like that stuff. No, and it's not the kind of game that Shabbat gets to play a lot in. This has got to yeah. be close to a season low for him. 20 minutes and 46 seconds. Oof. Of course, he's the only defenseman on the team that doesn't kill penalties ever. Even Branny had almost three minutes shorthanded. Now, Branstrom's penalties, and we don't have to open that can of worms, but like that's something in his game. Let's open it. Let's All open right, it. Marston's ready to open it. Let's open that can of worms because I'm telling you right now, at the very start of this game, right from this, like right when he took that penalty, I was like, "Here we go again." This guy can't stop taking minor minor penalties, and they're setting the tone for the game. You're letting the the Sens were looking okay despite the like the shot differential at the time of that penalty, but you can't take a four minute minor penalty, I guess double minor penalty yeah. against a team like Florida. They're gonna make you pay every time, and. Honestly, that coach's challenge by DJ was was okay by me, but it all stems back to Brandstrom in the first place because that goal would have never happened if he ended up in the box. So I'm giving him double blame. I'm giving him blame for six minutes worth of penalties on that. <laughs> a triple minor for Brandstrom. It's a triple minor. He, he, he screwed up. He, he does it all the time. He does it every game. And I don't know what this like veil of, of perfection we have over ourselves when it comes to looking at Eric Brandstrom, but it needs to stop because – other than the long stretch breakout passes that he makes, he gets dominated in almost every facet defensively. Yeah, he leads all Senators defensemen in penalties taken per 60 minutes of ice time. And I think that's before tonight, so you can tack on an extra four on there. 23 game, 24 games now, and the offense doesn't offset it. And that's kind of what you expected when you had Branstrom. You're like, okay, offensive-minded defenseman, we can live with the deficiencies. He gets beat. Uh, on a battle play on a, the second or third goal. They happen so fast back to back, yeah. 12 seconds between goals, but he gets, he gets just manhandled in front of the net. You're like, okay, I can live with that. If he can then go the other way and go tape to tape and get some offense going, but he's not even doing that. Like, honestly, if they, if he and Mete switch jerseys, I don't you know if know. I can tell them apart. You wouldn't know other than, you know, the number exactly. So, I mean, and this is the other thing, right? Why do you, why does he take these penalties? It's because he's getting out, you know, out muscle. muscle yeah. And it, he's not, he's getting, man, how about that play? Positioning wise, he's just not right there. Yeah. The pivots are a little slow and it sucks because obviously it's a pretty uh, polarizing subject to get into. You gave up Mark Stone. It's the proudest day of the general manager's tenure. And I, I have trouble like completely tearing it apart because you know you get Igor in that one, a really fun loving story yeah. and all that. But at the same time, like not even getting a first round pick. Like imagine Brendan Brisson was the prospect. That's who Vegas took in the first round rather than you ultimately get the second round pick and say what you want. In this situation, let's say that Igor would have been available at 71 instead of and then you can just say you still get him. So not to take away Igor, but all of a sudden, if, if you're getting a blue chip prospect like Brendan Brisson, then maybe it offsets it. But right now they're like, oh, remember, I think Dreger's tweet when they traded Stone was like, they got Branstrom. Like, like they were able to pry him away. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Vegas loves trading their first round picks. Yeah. So I, I mean, don't... people are saying, and Sean's in the chat right now saying, Brandy's going to look good in the next spot. Like, yeah, I don't see it. I see a lot of Logan Brown, like not the same type of player. But like, oh, he needs to change the scenery. He gets it, and then it's like, oh shit, maybe he's, he's not, that, he's not good. that good. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I feel you there for sure, Ross. I, I I think the only the only chance we have of that trade looking not, I mean, it's gonna look terrible. I yeah. think, <laughs> but 
uh, Sokolov's the, the only chance that they have for, I think, having like a legitimate NHL player there out of that trade, which is sad. Yeah. And I'm obviously pretty pissed off right now just in general about the team. But uh, yeah, Brand, like, Brandstrom's at the top of my shit list. And then the final straw of that is when the team's at its best and it feels absolutely disingenuous to even talk about what the team needs to add to be competitive after getting completely pumped in a game like tonight. But it's a scoring top six winger that you had in Mark Stone. So I don't know. Say what you want about him not being wanting to be here for a rebuild or whatever. Money talks. And if they had put the right structure in place, Mark Stone would still be an Ottawa senator. And you cannot convince me otherwise on that. So, anyways, they didn't have him tonight. They didn't have much from Branstrom, nor did they have anything from, well, 20 other guys. Everyone except for Anton Forsberg should have to walk back to the hotel. Although in Fort Lauderdale, that's my, maybe not as much of a, a deterrent <laughs> a as it would be yeah. when it's yeah, in Canada. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So now they've got a, a back-to-back here coming up on the weekend. And I don't know where you go from here. I guess the stupid answer is to Arizona, um, <laughs> which, <laughs> which would make for a nice easy one. It is Arizona next, right? Arizona, Vegas? yeah. Yeah. So – that's kind of the dumb, the dummy in me saying that. But like, if they play like that against Arizona, they're not going to beat the Coyotes, and that's going to be pretty embarrassing. Well, I mean, you know, Matt Murray's coming in, so I mean, the team maybe is going to try to play a little differently, I guess, in front of a different goalie. That could be a theory that you could go with. Hopefully, that's the case. I'm sure they're going to burn the tape on this one and just say, you know what. It was an off night. No, the, the game against Arizona is going to go much better. We're talking yeah, about I mean, quite literally the best in the league in Florida and then the worst in the league in Arizona. So I, I expect to see a much better effort. That's another kind of game under Josh Norris's belt. Another game for uh, Whitey. You get a new change of scenery. That Florida trip was rough on these boys. You take the stomach flu, getting pumped by Tampa, getting absolutely taken to school by the Panthers here. They're ready to get out of Florida and get some West Coast sunshine here. Some dry heat will do the boys good. Best part of the game tonight was me using the air fryer for some chicken wings, honestly, because <laughs> the on-ice product was, oh boy. But hey, at least this isn't a team that rolls over and dies. In the last year that Guy Boucher was here, I don't know if we would have even gotten that fight out of them. I think it would have just yeah. been kind of like, all right, it's not going our way. Better luck next time. Maybe we can play the system better tomorrow, you know, stay in our structure a little bit better. So at least they went out and did something better. I think that speaks to the leadership on this team. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I'll pull up Martian's comment. Uh, it's true. I mean, I mean, when is uh, everyone anyone ever like, man, I had the sickest well, salad for dinner? No, so my girlfriend actually, my girlfriend, me. my girlfriend you actually made me a salad, and I haven't. Eaten it. I took two, <laughs> oh, I took two bites, and then put it, I put it, it too rough. I know. There's dressing on that salad. No, there's too much. There's oh, too okay. Much. There's too much dressing on it. <laughs> but oh, we would geez. never say that too loudly. There would have been nice to get a little more dressing on tonight's game, though, eh? Uh, anyone in the comments, if you have any final questions for us as well. And uh, Spoke Z asking you what's in the Gatorade bottle, Pilsy, because we know you're in one. No, no, I'm not in one tonight. It's just straight water, just straight hydration for tonight, No, guys. No free ads, but I got a nice little fresca oh, here. It's boy. actually so delicious. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, long time those are phenomenal i could i could wash down that that shit game with with one of those right now i got we got to end off with this is an unbelievably positive way to end off here and uh oh right in did i get that name right we got to address craig anderson's win <laughs> against against the toronto maple Leafs because that's absolutely yep. 
unbelievable, and he's been doing it for years, just taking the Maple Leafs to the back shed and beating them up. So, Pilsy, what do you know? What did you like to see about that one? The Buffalo Sabres beating up on the Leafs 5-1, and we should mention the Leafs and Sens still with the same amount of points since the All-Star game. So, how are you? <laughs> you got to love that. I mean, yeah, that's just classic Andy being like, all right, it's the Leafs. I can take care of them. And a 5-1 win for Buffalo, you love to see that against Toronto. Yeah, Martian, you like that one too, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, I don't mind that one bit. A little Toronto Maple Leafs adversity there. Uh, late season, uh, you know, coming up to the trade deadline. They're a little worried about their goalie situation. Sheldon Keefe calls the team out again. Like, <laughs> How many times is he going to be able to do that? Yeah, you can I, only pull that card so many times. I love the cycle uh, that the Leafs go through. I, I love it because it's always the same. It's always <laughs> early season domination. Yeah. Little falter here and there, maybe goalie defense troubles, whatever it is. A lot of talk going on there. Then they pick it up again, and then right around this time, trade deadline time, you know, March rolls around. They start. I don't know what it is. Something happens where you know they have a, a brutal loss or like yeah. some like some kind of tr- controversial loss where everyone goes like, oh, that's not something that a Stanley Cup contending team would do. <laughs> and then the question marks start going, and it's definitely in their heads. They make the playoffs, and then it's the classic first round elimination and they're gonna have to play one of those florida teams and if it's, oh. and if it's the panthers it's done don't even play that series because they're they're screwed <laughs> they're screwed we think we think the lightning got a better chance uh martian we were talking that, about that on the show that the lightning would just dummy the leafs in a playoff well series. it's the matchup works for both those florida teams because they've got the grit to beat the crap out of the leafs yeah they mm-hmm. hate answering that bell. They their culture is we laugh at that. We don't get involved in that. We'll we'll just dance around you and score all these goals. That shit doesn't work in the playoffs, boys. So you're gonna nope. get hammered. Yeah. Well, the Bruins would be a great matchup too if they keep winning. Automatic they play dump. the Leafs. I mean, whatever way they turn, the Leafs are just gonna be in one in the first round. So yeah. as a Sens fan, we're just gonna watch and laugh from the corner like the sickos we are. Come playoff time, you know we're gonna be following our Sens abroad though. We do that on our Twitter at Sens Central. You can follow us there. All of our handles are right in the chat here. If you don't mind, before you go, just hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way for us on this show. Boom, boom, boom. A little interaction there. Let's get some ghost ends go in the chat as well. And, oh, should mention this. Mitch Marner hasn't scored a playoff goal since 2019, since before the pandemic. I think he's 17 straight games. So, how yep. are you? That'll oh, be the only pay him in the regular season, Ross. True, true. <laughs> His old man probably tells him, "Hey, we don't play. We we don't play unless we're paid." So that's the way it goes in Leafs land with the Ottawa Senators. So they need to do some soul searching. They got a long, long flight ahead, and I think that it's going to feel about ten times longer to get to Arizona from the east coast of Florida. Because oh boy, was that a poor effort tonight? As we always finish off the postcast, Martian, we'll start with you. Your final thoughts of tonight's game. Oh, it's hard to summarize. I guess I, know, I, I, know. I, I like the fight at the end. I like the, you know, not letting them off the hook and just letting them give you a pounding with the shots on goal and, and not putting up that additional, like, make them feel it when they walk into their dressing room. Sure, they got the win, but I think, you know, the Sens might have left their mark in a few different ways. So it's all you can ask, I guess. But, yeah, it would have been nice to for them to keep it a little closer and have a little bit better defensive effort, I guess. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Pills, how about you? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games similar to Tampa where you know you're in for a struggle. You know they're a better team. And 
for the most part this season, the boys have put up good efforts up against contending teams. So I'm not going to get too upset when once in a while you just get out-talented like that and, and things get pulled out from underneath you with bad refereeing. So P- Pills is starting to add up, though, man. Only three wins in their last 11 games now, and they've scored 19 goals in their last 11 games. That's under two per. That's not going to get it done. No, it's it's not going to get it done, and, and that's just the truth. But but a lot of those games, the process has been there. The results aren't there. They don't have their goal scores. So now that Norris is back, hopefully you see this is the uptick in, in that, and you start seeing some more goals, and they can continue to get better at keeping them out of their own net. Jeez. Yeah, they're not going to have that excuse much longer, right? I yeah, think starting to out. get close, so we can't we can't say you know they're missing their top guy at every position anymore. So. Exactly. Yep, they had their top center back tonight, albeit his first game in over a month. So we'll see how Josh Norris does on Saturday. We've got a lot to get to on tomorrow's show. Two games to preview on the weekend. The Belleville Senators are back. Tyler Boucher's on TSN 5 tomorrow night against Hamilton. And we've got the Nodak Sens, their final series of the season before they get into playoff action. So we'll talk to you more on that note tomorrow. But for today, we say goodbye. For Atlalim's Martian and Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast, where we've got your team every day.